Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another exciting episode of King Cast, King Gamers number one podcast. I'm your host this week, David Lozada. I'm joined with Sean Rabine. Hi, Sean. Hey, David. Hey, and of course, Tim Ronan. Hey, Tim. Hello. We've got to go over all the Tokyo Game Show news. That a lot happened there. And then we've got a KFC dating sim. I know you guys are excited about that. And, mm-hmm. of course, at Ketchum, that Pokemon news. Woo! Just hot off the presses. We got to do that, too. But before we get into all of the news, Tim, what have you been playing this week? So I decided I'd take the plunge. I did get Borderlands 3. It's kind of going a little back and forth on whether or not I wanted to get it. There's all this like kind of bad press coming out seemingly like every week, but I, I mean, you know, I like pretty much every week for the past couple of weeks, I've mentioned I've been playing Borderlands 2. So, you know, I'm, th- this is a franchise I really enjoy. So I just, I, I guess I just, I found it hard for me to kind of wait for six months until it came out on Steam or something. So, um, and it was actually kind of good timing because I, I didn't really plan it this way, but I kind of happened to, like, just finish getting through uh, Borderlands 2 and all, like, the different DLC. So it was kind of good timing for me to go ahead and, and get the third one. So, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, I kind of caved and, and I bought it. And so far, I've I've actually really been enjoying it. There's a lot of new stuff that they've kind of done with it some refreshing changes and alterations and um just a lot of things that the, the it just a lot of things that were kind of really needed um i guess in, in particular one thing is that they the way they do the skill system and your your action skills is now a little bit different because before you just had um you had one skill one action skill that you would get and that was it, and that was like your one activatable thing that you could do. But now they actually, for each character, they have uh, three different skills that you can kind of choose from and mix and match. But even down to like the way each character handles their skills is also a little bit different. So for the character that, I, that I've been playing as, uh, the Siren, Amara, she has, you can choose one action skill out of the three. And then you can choose an augment, which kind of that just changes the behavior of of that action skill. And then you can choose a um, an an elemental effect of your action skill. So um, that could be incendiary, corrosive, or shock. But then the way that well, for example, like uh, Moe's the gunner who has like the the mech uh, the mech suit she can actually choose two action skills at the same time. And those, depending on what you choose, those are, uh, those affect the weapons that appear on your, on your mech suit. Um, so you can have like, you can have a machine gun, a rocket launcher, a grenade launcher type thing, or a rail gun. So you can have like a machine gun on the left arm and a rail gun on the right arm. Uh, but you can you can actually you can actually also like double up so you could have like two machine guns or two rocket launchers, so 
there's a lot of room for being able to like mix and match and do a lot of different combinations there. And that's, that's really cool. I was really excited to see kind of the way they went with that. And there's a lot, there's a lot of room for like customization and trying out different sorts of builds. And, and it's just, it's, it's just, it's just really refreshing to see that they've kind of reworked that system a little bit. Um, and I, I really, in a way, it's kind of easy to get lost in in all this new stuff. So I haven't really, I've been, I've been having a little bit of trouble, like try, just trying to digest all the stuff that you can choose from. But um, so far, I, I'd say I'm definitely, I'm still learning it and I'm still really enjoying it. Um, unfortunately, and I guess this is, I'm kind of glad I'm not alone in this, but the game does also have an unfortunate number of like different bugs and stuff that kind of get in the way a little bit. Uh, I've, I think I've been more fortunate than most people. I haven't come across, like, nothing, like, too bad. No, certainly nothing game-breaking. Um, but some other people have, like, come across, like, um, like, really bad frame drops. I think in, in particular people, like, on console have come across some really bad stuff in that way. Um, Again, me not so much, but there have been, there's, there's been a good, not like I, I listed them down on this, on, um, on a, on a piece of paper here just to keep track of them all. And there's, there's a, there's a good number of them to a point where it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe these, maybe they should have been ironed out or, um, taken care of, but, um, uh, nothing, I, I guess nothing that would prevent me from wanting to play. I mean, there's definitely some that are more annoying than others. And of course, cumulatively, all of them together are kind of, um, not great, but at least for me, it hasn't been, uh, too bad of an experience. And I guess, uh, personally for me, I know that that's probably going to annoy more people probably. And especially since people are probably already turned off by the whole Epic game store nonsense and all the different, kind of bad press that's been coming out in the weeks leading up to release. But for me, I've, I've definitely still been enjoying it. There's a lot to digest and there's a lot of new changes and I'm still just kind of getting my teeth into it. Um, I haven't gotten too far in the story yet. Just gotten to, um, I just got to the second planet. So I'm still kind of making my way in there, but, um, I'm definitely enjoying it so far and I'm just looking forward to seeing what other little surprises they can, throw at me and uh yeah but just been really enjoying it well i i know i plan to get borderlands 3 eventually and i was surprised by how much i was able to kind of just hold out and not buy it immediately because like early on i was like ah, am i gonna do it am i not but on like the last month i'm like oh yeah borderlands 3 is coming out oh, okay so but yeah. i'll probably get it like at at latest the day it comes out on steam so uh thanks for bug testing it for me i guess <laughs> and so sean what are you going to be playing right now or what are you playing now uh well i just finished playing uh blasphemous which is this gorgeous pixel art game that came out on tuesday and i beat it yesterday it is a metroidvania uh with dark souls inspiration i was about to say uh, yeah at I've least heard of it. in its tone and a lot of it's mechanics, but not all of it. Um, like, when you die, you leave behind something. But you don't leave behind your currency. 
So there's never a risk of you losing your money. What you leave behind is just sort of a ghostly figure of yourself. And as long as it stays there, it takes away a chunk of your uh, magic meter, your fervor. And you can actually drop more than one. So on your way to get it, if you die before you get it, there's now two of them. And it makes it even harder. Uh, so there really is no huge risk to leaving those around. Because there are statues that kind of like, I'll clear that up for you, no problem. Um, Interesting. I would say it, it's it's made by a Spanish team, and it is deeply rooted in uh, Roman Catholicism and its imagery. Uh, briefly, hmm. the story is that you are the penitent one, who is this guy who wears a giant cone head helmet that he fills with boss blood and wears it, and oh he has God. a sword called the Mea Culpa that has thorns in it that stab into his hand. He's kind of a weirdo. Wow. Uh, But he's not the only one. This is a world in which everyone is just constantly in penance. If they're not suffering, they're not happy. If they feel like a moment of, like, comfort, they're like, oh, no, I feel really guilty that I'm not suffering right now for my ugly, ugly sins. Uh I'm going to go shove barbed wire uh, down my throat. That'll make God happy. It it sounds like uh, very... Not to, not to, you know, uh, shame anyone's religion or anything, but it sounds like Protestantism, like the the English Protestantism, kind of, right? Uh, Am I wrong here? I, I I don't know. I never. I was raised uh, Catholic. Uh, for me too. Me too. From birth up until like I was like sixteen or something like that, and at that point I was like, oh, I'm going to choose my own path here. Yeah, but Roman here. Catholicism, I would say, is probably what it's based on. Since uh, someone, right. one of my uh, people go. watching the stream was like, "Oh yeah, like seventy percent of people living in Spain identify as Catholic." So I was like, "Okay, so this probably that makes sense." Okay. Um, and that's the big thing about Roman Catholicism is all about guilt and like, "Oh, I got a penance and stuff like that." So gotcha. everyone in the world is turning themselves into the monster mash because they think it'll make God happy, and. It's very unclear what your motivations are as the penitent one. That's your character's name. You're pretty much just going from boss to boss, killing them. And some people aren't too happy about it. Other people are kind of thrilled about it. Like Dark Souls, it's it gives you just enough context to get you moving. And then it rarely gives you anything else. Most of the story, again, like Dark Souls, is told through item descriptions. And it's a really cool game. It's really fun. I think it does the Metroidvania thing better than it does Dark Souls. It doesn't yeah. quite have that Dark Souls difficulty. I actually found a lot of the bosses pretty easy. I'd say like the last third offered some challenge, but all the other bosses before that, it took like maybe one or two attempts to take them out. They were pretty okay. straightforward. Hmm. Um, so was, people who are really... into like the aesthetic would would be into this game but not necessarily the difficulty of dark souls would be into this game yes if if you've ever sort of liked the idea of dark souls but the difficulty kind of turned you away either because you tried Mm -hmm. it out or you didn't but this difficulty was kind of this big wall this is way more accessible uh things are, Mm -hmm. are it's easier to parry it's easier to dodge uh yeah even though the bosses are easy none of them feel unfair when they do hit you which is appropriate, because Dark Souls bosses, if ever you die to a Dark Souls boss or an enemy, it never feels unfair. 
you were just being punished for being stupid. And this right. game is all about punishment, so I guess it's appropriate. That, that was a really cool game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it has some problems. It has a lot of bugs. Like you said, with like Dark Souls, um, you know, Borderlands 3, it comes with a lot of bugs. Uh, none of them have been game-breaking. Only one of them, only one instance that I have to restart the game because of it. But there's a lot of like visual bugs. Like, why is this? Why are there two of me now? Why, why am I oh, going boy. to the floor here? You know, so. That must be confusing. Yeah, <laughs> a wow. little bit. Uh, but I really like the game. If you like Metroidvanias, if you like Dark Souls, if you liked, uh, I would actually compare it, in other work to Hellraiser. You know, Hellraiser, the, the villains, the centibites are all about, hey, we're going to blur the line between pleasure and pain, you know, so we're going to stab needles oh, okay. to dicks, and it'll gotcha, be super gotcha. awesome. That's basically mm-hmm. what everyone else is doing, but instead of, like, getting off on the pl- on the pain, they're sort of, like, relieving themselves of guilt in their minds. Yeah. Um, huh. But, yeah, hmm. that, that's pretty much what I played. Uh, the only thing I watched of note, I went to go see um, It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah. Which was uh, disappointing, sadly. Mm. Uh, I really I, like I the first that. movie. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the first movie, and the thing with horror is that they you have to go with the the, uh, the motto of less is more. And they did that to some degree with the first movie, I think, pretty well. But the second movie, it was very clear that they had the budget for more, so they were going to get more. And so everything became this big, bombastic thrill ride and it was basically like watching the superhero movie version of a horror movie like a marvel movie like everything is just big and bombastic and it's 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 funnier than it is scary there's a lot of funny moments and it's in your face and there it's things happening in broad daylight it's like what is what is this movie anymore there are a few scenes with pennywise just being real pennywise and that was good but for the most part, it was a three-hour, yes, three-hour mess. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I would recommend yeah. it to any casual horror fans. If like you enjoy horror movies every now and again, I would recommend it. If you're a hardcore horror fan, chances are you've already seen this already. But if you mm-hmm. haven't, probably not the movie for you. It's you know, it's it's fine, but that that's very interesting because I haven't seen it yet. But I've been meaning to go with my with my wife, and uh, she she's very much like a casual horror fan. You know, she yeah. she doesn't watch horror very often. That's just who she is. I, on the other hand, I I like the genre. I wouldn't say that I, I you know I, I live off of it, but I do. I've, I have seen a lot more horror films than her. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I, I feel like it would be interesting for us to go see it because maybe we'll probably have a divided opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say the best way to maybe prepare yourself to see it and get the mm-hmm. most enjoyment out of it is sort of almost watch it like it's a Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi movie, like uh, the Evil Dead movies or Drag Me to Hell, where it's horror taken to such an extreme that it almost becomes comical. And there are some moments where there's horror happening and characters are like making a quip or they have a funny reaction to something. Uh, just mm-hmm. like in the first movie where Eddie and uh, Richie were the best kids, Eddie and Richie are the best adults in this movie. So the tradition lives on in that regard. All the adults did a good job. Yeah. No one, There was no bad acting. You know, uh, It was just 
it, it never felt long, even though it was three hours. I never felt bored by it. I just mm-hmm. never felt scared by it is all. So right. it's fun. It's it's just not going to stand up with like greater horror movies or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay, interesting. I, I'm I'm still trying to find time to to watch it chapter two that that's on my agenda for the upcoming weeks uh as far as what i did watch this this past week nothing video game related nothing nerd culture related unfortunately but i did get to watch a few episodes of queer eye have you guys seen that show i've or know about heard it? of it but i've not seen it yeah so it's a good show like i'm not Listen, like I'm, I'm not, obviously I'm not gay, you know, or anything like that. I'm a straight guy, but like, it's a good show, you know. Like it, 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 they, they basically, for people who don't know, they make over mostly straight men in the South and in, mostly in Georgia, and it, it it's hmm. kind of like, uh, it, it is very much a makeover show, but it's also somewhat like reality in the sense that. You, these people confront some of their trauma or some of their, uh, I don't know, some issues in their lives. Mm-hmm. So, like, one person is trying to overcome and divorce. The other person is trying to come out of the closet to his mom. Um, the other one is is uh, just trying to raise money for his for his uh, organization. So, it, you know, it, it's just kind of in- – it's interesting to see how, you know, like you, you – as for, at least I speak for myself, like, I have a perception of, of gay people, you know, and they act a certain way. But really, like, what they're doing is they're really kind of helping these people emotionally and, and, and become better people, you know. And, and I like it. I love the show. I love the, the, the personalities there. And, and I def- definitely recommend it to anyone who's looking for something that's different, you know, that isn't, like, necessarily a full-on reality show. Mm-hmm. But it isn't necessarily, like, a full-on makeover show either. It's somewhere in between, and uh, you know if you're into just uh, it's like self care and like self help books and stuff like that. Like I, I read self help books and stuff like that all the time, mm-hmm. and and if you're into that type of stuff, then I, I feel like it's really up your alley. I don't know, just something That's on, different. Um, Netflix now, right? No, it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that reminds me. I did watch one other thing on Netflix. I watched the first episode of their original anime canon busters um, oh yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah which is my favorite um genre combination which is sci-fi with western i love yeah that. i don't like sci-fi when it's all clean and sleek i'm like i don't care give me mm-hmm. dark and dirty what give me dark and dirty sci-fi where like everyone's spacefaring but they're not quite uh advanced enough about it yet so they're kind of going mm-hmm. around in rinky dink spaceships and it definitely has a very yeah. big Old West vibe. I love the character designs in the show. So yeah. far, all the characters have been awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Even, like, the background characters are like, oh, that guy looks cool. Oh, that, that chick looks hot. That's cool. You know, it mm-hmm. it just seems like a really cool show so far. But I've only seen the first episode. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about it. I heard some people, like, are a little disappointed by the, by the story and the characters. But, like, the world, I, I think it's un- unanimous. Like, it, it is pretty cool. And... Uh, I think that's what kind of sucked people in in the first place. Uh, the other show, anime, that people have been talking about a lot is something called Carol and Tuesday. It's on Netflix, too. I believe it's a music show. 
I, I believe it's a music show, but it, but it also talks about a lot of racial divides and stuff like that. Mm. Because I believe the protagonists, one of them is Caucasian, the other one is is Afri- African American. So it's something about how music kind of bridges the gap between divides, or whether they be racial or uh, financial or what have you. So I'm, I've been really interested in in, want, in in seeing it because people have been saying that it's probably the anime of the year. Hmm. Uh, I, I believe the guy who did Cowboy Bebop did this show. Don't quote me on that. But it, it does have some famous uh, anime creators attached to it. And, yeah, like it, it, people have been really raving about it and they've been saying it, it's a phenomenal show. So I definitely recommend, you know, if, if you guys are want to watch more anime like definitely try that out because i i can attest like some of the like my friend mr h.a cosplay who's uh, pretty big on the anime community he's he he's loves it and and a lot of um other people i know love it too so definitely try it out let's move on to the news of the week and get actually into video games <laughs> uh the first news story of this week is all about kfc now okay I know I just, I just said video games, right? But th- there's a catch here. So KFC, they came out... I'm just going to come out and say it. There's no <laughs> easy way of saying it. Uh, they came out with a uh, dating simulator game. Finally. And it's called... I know, right? I love you, Colonel Sanders. A finger-looking, good, good dating... Oh, a finger-looking, good dating simulator. It was launched for free... Oh, it will launch for free on September 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it basically has – it says in the name, it basically has you as Colonel Sanders uh, mingle with competitors, uh, with allies. Uh, there's, a, there's even a dog here. Um, and you get to eat KFC in the digital world, and I, I really see no problem with that. Sean, what do you make of, of Colonel Sanders' finger-looking-good dating simulator? Well – Gaming's all downhill from here. We've we've reached the mountaintop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's all truly. been leading to this, and we finally hit it. So it's just all going to be down. Yep. This is yep. this is great. Um, this is another this is another step in a long line of KFC's just insane marketing team that they've been going for for like years now, where they've just said, you know what, we're not going to do the Burger King route of advertising. We're not going to do the McDonald's route of advertising. We're going to get weird with it because yeah. that's the only way we're going to stand out. We're going to get weird with it. And they got weird with it, and I hope they never stop. It's great. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to play this. Uh, definitely going to stream it, too. I will date the colonel, and I will get those secret herbs and spices from him. Oh, uh, yeah. And I look forward to next year when Popeyes releases their dating sim, <laughs> and everyone argues about which dating sim is better. Oh, I can't wait yeah. for the Ronald McDonald teams. <laughs> <laughs> got the Hamburglar in there. There we go. Get the Sundere Wendy's in there. There we go. Uh, yeah, there you go. Sundere Wendy's. Yeah. Hey, Tim, what do you make of this dating simulator? Look, it's. I mean, what what else do you need to say? It's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> freaking excellent. I know. <laughs> I never yeah. thought I'd see anime Colonel yeah. Sanders. Yeah, but. yeah. I, I, I never, yeah, I I never knew that yeah. I needed it so much in my life. Do you guys remember um, when Burger King put out like Xbox games? Like, yeah, there's 
Oh like man, Sneak King game. What were those games that called? Sneak King. Sneak there... King. Yeah. 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 There's a stealth I, Tim, game. Tim, were you were you with us in that that one pot? I think you were there when we did an episode about Sneak King. We did an episode about Sneak King like a long, long time ago. I think I remember. Must have been like an. Eight. Do you remember that episode? Oh man, that was a good one. We we love Sneak King. Sneak King's that, great. That. Oh, so good. For how so insane good. it is, not for how yeah. good it is. It's just a fun time. I think they also released like a kart racer, and there's like the third one. I don't yeah. know what it was, but I know I had sneaking. But Burger King, come on, you should have done a dating sim. Dating sims were around back then. You should have done mm-hmm. a dating sim. You had the budget to do one proper too, so mm-hmm. you yeah. missed out. Yeah, I I mean, in terms of this story, like I love it too. I I feel like this is like they're they're learning, you know. Like this is this is so cool, like. We have Arby's who's doing this like nerd stuff with their their paper mache yeah, stuff, yeah. right? And now and, and they even show up at and conventions. They were in Anime Expo. Do you believe that? They were in Anime Expo That's... Arby's and they they made a big like uh collage like uh, I don't know, paper mache structure of is... yeah. kind of character. Yeah. Is... What were you saying? I was going to say is this like are we looking at the start of the new focus for brands like they they've pretty much said you know what the boomer generation they're dying out it's time to focus our energy on this the generation x millennials and i don't know what the yeah. newest generation is we need to focus on them and they're not in, really interested in traditional family values they want to get weird memes let's give them weird memes and they're doing it and i mean yeah couldn't be I mean, like to- i i totally see that like Gaming is ubiquitous now. Everybody mm-hmm. knows, you know, like everyone. I think fairly everyone know, you know, who's who's been on the internet knows what a dating simulator simulator is for for better or worse. I mean, at the very <laughs> least, even if you haven't, you yeah. can figure out what it is based on the right, the genre right. Alone. Yeah, and you know, like I just feel like it's it's it is at this point it is niche. I mean, not many people play dating simulators, and that's a very specific audience, but. Just just making it and, and letting people, you know, making people aware of it, I think is uh, is, is good PR. You know, it, it's just saying, you know, like we're we're cool and we're we're actually making. This. I, I don't know, like it, it's just like saying, you know, we we are we hear you guys. You know, we're hello fellow making, kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not like like really awkward. It, it's like it is kind of cool. Yeah, actually. it doesn't feel quite like. Hello, fellow kids. It almost feel like they're, yeah. they're they're at least keeping up pace at the very least. Whereas hello, uh-huh. fellow kids is more like they're like dealing with stuff from like two years ago. It's like, hey guys, yeah, remember keyboard cat? It's like, no, oh on, god, Grandpa. oh my god, no, please. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to see how this will go. It's coming out again free September 24th on Steam. So. Have fun, you KFC fanatics and Popeye guys. I, I I don't know what to tell you. Hopefully they'll come out with something soon because they yeah, need Popeye's to. Garbage. Right? <laughs> maybe they'll make an FPS instead. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so let's move on to Tokyo Game Show, which is actually real gaming stuff, I, hey. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, hold on a second. I'm sorry. Wait. Hold on. Uh, Pump the brakes, Tom Hanks. Don't be making claims you can't take back. Tom, Tom Hanks. Okay. Uh, so, 
Tokyo Game Show. The biggest things I think that that have emerged from Tokyo Game Show. Final Fantasy VII. They came out with a new trailer. Uh, gave us a better look at gameplay. Gave us some summons. Gave us some mini games. Uh, Cloud turns into a frog, and he still has his Buster Sword attached to his back, which I think is cool. Uh, we they talked about System Shock Three. We got some pre alpha gameplay footage there, which is pretty cool. Uh, and Neo Two, we actually got a better look at that, and I know people are really look, looking forward to that game. Anything? What were you guys? What are your, some of your favorite things that happened at Tokyo Game Show uh, this past weekend, guys? Tim, what what are some of your favorite things? Um, I hate to say it because I feel like so many other people are excited, but not really much. At least not not um, much. Yeah, not the not the three things that we have uh, on the Google Doc here. I, I don't know, because yeah. I've just... <laughs> well, I mean... So, System Shock was like... Last century was like... 2000, right? Is that correct? Sounds like System yeah, Shock something 2. Something like that, yeah. So, I've never, I've never played that. Um, I've somehow never played a Final Fantasy game. And... <laughs> um, never played Neo. Yeah. So, yeah, so not, really nothing. Hey, what about Death Stranding? Oh yeah, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, I I haven't really yeah. been keeping up with that either. I mean, yeah. it looks like crazy pants. Maybe I'll yeah. look more into it, but I just I, I don't know. Fair. I just haven't been following it really too much. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Tokyo Game Show obviously is more catered to Japanese audiences, so very fair. Sean, what stuck out to you at Tokyo Game Show? Uh, primarily the, the three things. We talked about. I will mention Death oh, Stranding okay. briefly. Um, mm. I, rem- I remember reading that someone said there was going to be a 49 minute trailer for Death Stranding. There was. There was. And then there was a 30 minute one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a. Four- it wasn't a trailer. It was a gameplay presentation. Oh, and then okay. there was well, a, he, he did another um, 30 minute uh, presentation well, afterwards. Well, that's all. The next day. I got lied to. Even so, just. I, I can't bring myself to watch the trailers anymore. He's shown off so many trailers, and it's like, how much of this game have you shown off? Have you actually only shown off, like, 5%, or have we seen, like, 90% of the game thanks to all this promotion? And I'm still looking forward to it, but it's not going to be a day one buy for me. I need to wait to see what the gameplay is actually like. Yep. yep. Um, uh, Final Fantasy VII trailer, it looks good. Uh, you know, all we had to go on prior to this for what people look like was uh, you know, the original Final Fantasy 7 and I guess some of the CGI movies like Advent Children mm-hmm. uh, which I never saw so I don't know how many people actually showed up in that movie besides Cloud uh, pretty much everyone who showed up was very very pretty men included yeah. everyone just looked very pretty and smooth and had big sparkling eyes like, like what is I thought that's supposed to be like a very dirty steampunk world and everything's they live in Trash City, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it looks good. Um, everyone looks good. They were clearly hinting at they're going to do the cross-dressing scene for Cloud. They're not going to shy away yeah. from that. That's going to happen. So look forward to that. Uh, gameplay looks interesting. Um, yeah, I'm so interested in it. Uh, System yeah. Shock 3, I never played the original System Shocks, but what I'm told that 
Bioshock series is supposed to be a spiritual successor to it, and I've played all of those, so I think I'm a I'm a pretty big authority on System Shock then. Uh, but okay. this game looks interesting, you know, sci-fi body horror. I'm, I'm super down for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree. This is pre-alpha footage. This is not what pre-alpha looks like. Mm-hmm. It, right. it, I think this is one of those cases where the terminology is different for in the industry uh, compared to out of it. So like when right. they'll, they'll show off gameplay demos, like this is just this is just alpha, and it looks like it's already finished. What it means yeah. to the public is alpha means you're not ready to play it yet. Beta means you're ready to play it, and release means the game's not ready. Give us a few months of patches. So <laughs> pretty much. But in yeah. the industry, pre-alpha should pretty much be everyone is wireframes and in a big blank room kind of. Uh, yeah. But that's not what we got here. It still looks a little rough. I'll give it that. It does not look finished, but it looks interesting. I'll probably give it a look. And Neo Two, the trailer looks amazing. I'm definitely not going to play it though. I tried playing yeah. Neo 1, and I just couldn't get into it. It was just so bogged down with complexities with its stat system and skill acquisition and yeah. equipment and all that stuff. And I, I just I couldn't keep track of any of it, so I didn't want to deal with that and its natural difficulty. So I said, ah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to return this on Steam. It's under the two-hour mm-hmm. mark I'm giving up. But Neo 2 looks amazing. Uh, a lot of cool character design. There's a giant cat girl who's on fire and has wheels for feet. So, if that's your fetish, you're in luck. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. I would make it work. Yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd go to counseling. We'd figure out a way. Yeah, and exactly. so yeah, that was Tokyo Game Show mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like I'm kind of with you guys, uh, or mostly Tim. Like I'm kind of like, yeah, it's good. Not nothing, you know, nothing really too spectacular to me. The thing that stuck out to me mostly was Final Fantasy VII. I mean, yes. probably that was most people. Uh, really pretty, like you said, Sean. Uh, Aerith looks amazing. Like, I, wow. I'll never get used uh, to that pronunciation of her name. A- oh, Aerith. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Aerith. As opposed I know that's to, supposed to be the, what? As opposed to how, a- how would you pronounce a- it otherwise? Aerith. That's how oh, it's written Aris. in the Aris. game. Oh, okay. Aris. Yeah, yeah. The original gotcha. game, Aris and Aerith. Apparently it was supposed to be Aerith. It was just a mistranslation. I don't know. I, I see it as, as Aerith all over the place, so now I just say as as Aerith. Yeah. Um uh, so that was that was you know, Atifa, my love, she looks <laughs> amazing. Um the yeah, like the cutscenes and stuff, like the all those the baddies and stuff, they look cool. The 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 thing that kind of disappointed me the most about Tokyo Game Show was Death Stranding, and the thing about it is that the game just kind of looks boring. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You you guys probably didn't see the forty minute presentation. I didn't see it either. In truth, I, I just kind of I kind of like did that thing where I, I I saw like maybe two minutes and I fast forwarded and saw two minutes because it was so boring for me. <laughs> it was just no seriously. Like he would go to a cliff and he he'd go down a, a rope. And then he'd have to like make a ladder and go over another chasm, and it's like, I, I, like I, it's not that's not fun to me. I'm sorry. So yeah. you know, he, he they did do stuff eventually where he was like um, going down a, a mountain with his with his backpack or something, or like he would ride, ride around a motorcycle or like hijack a car. 
but nothing about the game screamed fun to me. Like it just screamed like, okay, this is just another. It, it, it seems like a lot like Metal Gear Solid, to be honest, like Metal Gear Solid Five, where it, it had like these wide open spaces, and then you have camps, mm-hmm. and you can go to the camps and and basically dispatch, um, you know, a bunch of bad guys with with a, a variety of options. You could fling bags, you could kind of like sneak up on them, you could shoot them, whatever. But I mean, I I don't know. It, it just doesn't. It's not appealing to me. That's I would all. say. Everything about to- about Death Stranding looks good, but nothing about it seems like it should have been a video game. Other than yeah, that's what Kojima, Kojima works on. Like everything looks yeah. amazing. Like if he had just released a movie or a Netflix series or something and used everything else, it probably would have been amazing. But he's right. making a game, and maybe I'll be proven wrong once the game comes out. But so far, nothing about it screams this story only works in a video game format. So. Yeah, it it it's not doesn't feel like a video game. It, it feels like more like a, a journey. It feels like like something that sh- like you're you're right. Like something that should have been like maybe a limited series on Netflix, like a movie. The, clearly, the talent is there. You know, the 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 actor talent is there. So I uh, I don't know. I, again, we have to see see it to believe it. But for now, I, I think that it kind of put me off uh, rather than enticed me to buy it. And yeah. so. That's where I stand there. And then the other thing we didn't talk about was the uh, Project Resistance, the new Resident Evil game that that they showed off. I completely that, that. Yeah, well, they they showed off a new Resident Evil game. It's called Project Resistance, and it's basically like Evolved or uh, Dead by Daylight, where mm-hmm. you have four characters who can who are human controlled characters, uh, multiplayer focused i don't know if it's multiplayer only uh, they didn't say and then you have another guy uh human controlled opponent who basically controls the facility so they can activate traps they could uh they could be mr x they could punch you or whatever um they can take control of zombies uh like the liquors or what have you that that was like okay this this is dumb i i wrote a piece (laughs) on game revolution this is my plug for the week Wrote a, piece, wrote a piece on Game Revolution saying how this was completely unnecessary. They should just have revealed Resident Evil Three remake and or Resident Evil Eight, and I don't I don't really know why this exists. So that this that was that a, those are my opinions. I'm talking. This is a filler entry, so people don't forget Resident Evil is a thing while they work on right. Eight or remake of some other game. It, to me, it's just Capcom saying, "Hey, let's make a multiplayer game again. We want to make some money." Yeah, yeah. You know, and that that's that's it. And I don't care. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like I I like the idea of asymmetrical uh, competitive multiplayer, but I hate playing it. I don't like playing those types of games. It's every time it doesn't I seem I'm like fun to one me. One of the um, groups of people, I yeah. feel like I just want to be the monster. I want to be the the serial killer. I want to be the guy. I'm fighting against right now. And then, when I'm actually that guy, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to fuck this up. It's going to be a five-minute match. This is yeah. terrible. Um, so, I, I, yeah. I could never enjoy, like, Dead by Daylight. because Even though it has, like, all these classic uh, horror movie monsters and slashers in it, which should appeal to me, and it does, I'm just like, I can't, just, I can't do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it, these games have a steep learning curve too. It's mm-hmm. not easy to learn how to be the villain, you know. And, and uh, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like it's something that work. Like it, it sounds fabulous as a concept, but in practice, I don't know. It, it just yeah, I, it puts me off too. So, so there we go. That's Tokyo Game Show. Moving on to other news, <laughs> not really video game related but maybe tangentially this is about pokemon the animated series guys ash ketchum he won he became a league champion it only took him 22 years but he did it he still looks great yeah i know it took i was about to say it took him a a lot of moisturizer probably or if anything he looks younger than he when he started (laughs) (laughs) i know right yeah so what do you make of it tim are you are you excited are you happy for our boy, yeah, I mean he's a, he's like taking him so long, and he's like I'm. I mean, the first freaking song was I'm going to be the best there ever was, and then he just wasn't. It's like I'm <laughs> gonna was. keep losing. <laughs> yeah, but the he's song finally also said he's going to catch them all, but he kept he'll catch one, and then he'll release it. And release it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he refuses to evolve Pikachu, even though it's like level 100 at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And Sean, what do you make of of Ash? I'm excited for him. Winning. I, I haven't followed yeah. the anime since. Uh, <laughs> I think the last thing I saw of the anime was when they found Tokopi, and then I just stopped oh, watching. Shit. Oh, Not wow. because of Tokopi, but that was just at the point at which I had grown out of the anime. I was just like, eh, I'm done with the anime. I'll keep playing the games, but the anime is stupid fun. Mm-hmm. That was uh, about yeah. 21 and a half years ago. So. <sighs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't remind me of how old I am. Um, so it, it's cool that he's finally the champion because I'm sure it's yeah. been frustrating for anyone who's been following the the journey for so long. Like he's, he's he keeps getting closer and closer and he fails. It's, I think every time he's gotten into like he's gotten a chance to challenge the league. But he's always fallen out at like different points. I think like the someone said the most recent one before this was he got beat in the finals. And yeah. everyone yeah, like yeah, yeah. lost their minds. Like, ah, I lost And I, I vaguely remember someone attached to the show saying Ash doesn't become the champion ever because that's his final goal. And if he becomes the champion, then his story is over. So uh-huh. if what I heard is true. And that remains true here. This might be the last we see of Ash in the in the anime, which I think so anyone could be th- probably okay. That's an with. interesting. That's an interesting hypothesis because they announced a new anime, uh-huh. and this new anime. Well, I mean, it's still Pokemon, so I well, I, yeah. I guess it's still like a continuation of it. But but this new anime is going to somehow. I, I don't know if it stars Ash and his pals, um, but. It basically sees the main, like the main character, travel across the regions. So it isn't going to be only in whatever the new region is. What is it called? Galar. Galar? Yeah, it isn't going to be in Galar only. It's going to be like in Kanto, Johto, uh, Sinnoh, hmm. Hoenn. Hmm. Can I name all of them? Wait, what's the fifth one? Kalos. Unova, Kalos, and this one is. Uh, what is this one called? Alola. Alola. There we go. Alola. 
Okay. Uh, so this is Jodo. Jodo region. Jodo, yeah, Jodo, of course, yeah. Yeah, so so now we've got all of the regions. Don't forget the ore uh, region from gonna... Pokemon Coliseum. That no Those one don't knows. count. <laughs> that doesn't count. Well, what about the new one uh, from Pokemon Masters? They have a, a new region there. That has a new You know region. that one? Uh, yeah. I don't know that one. <laughs> it's like if it's a new one. I, I haven't downloaded it, so yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a new. I don't know. It's some kind of. It's it's maybe it's an island. I don't know. Whatever. But up. yeah, yeah, they got that. They got that too. Yeah. As for as for me, Ash winning the the thing. That's cool. I mean, uh, I I don't uh, necessarily. I've I've kind of <laughs> I haven't watched the series since like I don't know like I was two. So maybe so maybe I'm a little out of touch. But it it must be fun. I I know the. The, the voice actors who do the show, um, oh, that's cool. uh, Miss Ortiz and and her crew, they're, they're right here in New York City, so it's pretty cool. And they must be it must be exciting to kind of finally voice uh, those characters in that in that situation. You know, like mm-hmm. him winning the league. It must be some kind of payoff, especially because many of the voice actors and the, the English voice voice actors in the show have been attached to the show for for so long. So um, that must be cool. Uh, Wait, yeah, yeah. Hmm? You said you watched the show when you were two. Oh, that was just a made-up number. Okay. Maybe I, I was maybe six or seven. I, he was he was a half point. year old, still younger than me when I watched it. So that, that's a yeah, the I, oldest one here. That's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> the, the the region of Pokemon Masters, by the way, is an artificial island of Pasio. There you go. Yeah, Pasio. Pasio. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if anyone can can name all of the regions off the top of their head, I congratulate you. You win a gold star, and I'll send in the mail to you. <laughs> so, moving to a next news story. This one's a little more serious, I suppose. This one's about Billy Mitchell. Billy we Mitchell. All, we all love that guy, huh? Billy. Billy Mitchell. Billy. If for those that don't know, there was a very famous documentary that came out around ten years ago called the king of kong and they basically documented how this guy was the high scoring champion of donkey kong and pac-man uh in april 2018 the i guess it's the organization right twin galaxies Mm -hmm. that represents him the organization that represents him kind of removed him from their uh from their roster uh because they found out that he illegitimately got his high scores uh this was back in april 2018 so now billy mitchell is trying to uh going filing for a lawsuit against them this mainly stems from the fact that uh from the grownness world records uh saying that they he that they should restore the scores to the world record leaderboards um since he was a fixture since the early 1980s um, and that he's kind of, basically the gist of it is that he's losing a lot of a lot of his reputation in the situation, and uh, he's kind of he's trying to restore it somehow. That being said, he's kind of known as an outspoken guy, uh, so mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> I don't know how well that's going to go. Uh, Sean, what do you make of of the situation? It doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, for those who didn't see King of Kong, um, I won't spoil it for you, but suffice to say. The way he submits a high score, and this is one of the high scores that actually was found to be illegitimate. The way he submits it is very suspect. 
and very against the rules, but because he is a legacy, they let him get away with it. And so right. kind of sucks for the the uh, de facto protagonist of the documentary. But Billy mm-hmm. Mitchell is kind of an asshole. He also tried to sue Cartoon Network when they kind of uh, regular show made fun of him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. I think I remember yeah. that. Um, was, oh, was that... That was the arcade with the big head guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> uh, I understand why they removed... Because they only found that two scores were illegitimate, and which he disagrees with. He said that's not the case at all. Uh, they only found two scores to be illegitimate, but they took down all his other scores. And I understand why, because they're saying, like, if two of them were illegitimate, it's possible the rest of them are. So rather than investigate every single one, we're just going to remove them all and just kind of try to blackball, his, blackball him. So Billy Mitchell, you know, is suing. Because you, you look at a picture of him, you're like, that's a litigious man. That's a guy who makes money by <laughs> people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope it doesn't work out for him. I, I hope <laughs> by doing this, it's found out that he did even worse stuff and his name is completely mm-hmm. ruined. Because he's pretty much an asshole. Yeah. Through and through. Uh, and and Tim, do you share in Sean's sentiments? Yeah, basically. I mean, well, yeah. first of all, I'll say if you haven't seen anyone who hasn't seen King of Kong, you should absolutely go see it. It's a treasure. Right. It's really mm-hmm. good. It's such a weird... They made a like, sequel, but I can't really? remember what it was called. Huh. Yeah, it was about, like, Centipede, I think. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. But it's just, it's just like, such a... It's, like, kind of a... I don't know, just, like, the characters in it. Like, it's just kind of a weird, almost kind of bizarro world in a way. Like, some things are just so off and mm-hmm. odd, but it's just... It's, it's a really fun watch, so... I definitely recommend it, but um, yeah. And from watching it, you kind of get the feeling that old Billy isn't a isn't such a such a great person. So I'd probably mm-hmm. share my my sentiments. Yeah, That's something shady. Yeah, yeah. I, I as someone who doesn't know anything about Billy Mitchell, like I I don't know anything about this guy. I don't. I haven't seen King of Kong. I, I should. I just feel like, I just feel like maybe, I you know I I'm not gonna you know make any opinions about him you know because I I just don't know him. This being said, Let's look at a picture. <laughs> yeah, he has this. He doesn't look like the nicest guy. He has this smug face. The smug face. He always wears an American flag tie. Yeah, that's weird. He, he looks like the kind of guy who would who would marry somebody and be like, hey, look at the implants I got for her. You. Yeah, slap her ass yeah. every now and then. Exactly. Yeah, wear a wife beater or something. Yeah, like yeah, he doesn't sound like he doesn't seem like the nicest person, at least appearance wise. So, I'm gonna watch the King of Kong though. I, I, sh- I should. Yeah, I feel like that that is, uh, a, like like Tim said, a, a treasure. So I, 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 I'm gonna look into that. Okay, that about does it for our news of the week. Let's move on to. The topic of the show. This week's topic isn't really about any particular news story. It's more of a general question. Uh, though it does have to 
do with with something a uh, popular topic, I suppose, uh, and that topic is loot boxes. So basically, loot boxes are once again in the popular uh, are, are in discussion again, uh, mainly because the UK Parliament uh, started talking them about them again. They they there were some murmurs about regulation there, and the ESA on the other hand has said that. It doesn't need to be regulated, so there's some back and forth there. What question we want to ask today and what we want to answer is what do we think of loot boxes being added to a game post-launch? Because because of this legislation, a lot of you – know, obviously people are, are going to be aware of it and they might – that it might impact sales from the get-go You know, if they know that a game is going to have loot boxes. But – if they don't know a game's going to have loot boxes and they just assume that it won't uh, for for the rest of its life, then they're going to buy it. Uh, and and then when it's added in uh, some like a month or so after, they're going to be disappointed. So this is the, this is the case. Most recent example I can think of is Crash Team Racing, right? That it was kind of marketed, not marketed as not having loot boxes, but when it released, it didn't have any. And then shortly after it released. Uh, Activision implemented them. Another Activision game that uh, this was apparent with was Black Ops 4. Uh, and the loot boxes, the I should say the microtransactions there, were very ridiculous. Uh, there was a whole controversy that started because of a radical site. Uh, and that was that was a really big uh, topic in that, in that regard. So I'm going to open it up to you guys. What do you think of loot boxes being added to games post-launch? I think this is one of the most shady practices, uh, definitely of the, at least the year that I've seen from game companies. But they'll, they'll surprise me. Um, mm-hmm. This is absolutely their answer to: we know loot boxes have a stigma. We know we want we know reviewers are now listing whether or not they have loot boxes. Sometimes. It'll just be in the reviews. I've seen some sites in their reviews. They'll have like a, a block of information at the top that says like the price and the platforms and the publisher and all that basic information. They are now including does this have loot boxes or does this have in-game purchases? Right. So, yeah. and now they're having to put that on the back of boxes. So game companies are like, okay, well, we can't let them have loot boxes at the start, but we want to have loot boxes. So we'll just patch them in later. And that way... Yeah. Uh, reviews uh, they can be edited but once someone reads the review and buys the game the damage is done you can't change mm-hmm. the back of the physical copy ESRB stating you, you can't add in in game purchases to the back of that mm-hmm. they, they basically get away with it and you you would see this sometimes in uh, specifically MMOs years and years ago back when there were a lot of MMOs trying to beat out WoW and failing. And a MMO, if it didn't release some microtransactions, might get it later down the line. And the best example I can think of is Star Wars The Old Republic. That released, it was a full-price game, it didn't have any in-game purchases, and it had a monthly subscription. And it did well at first, but then it immediately tanked after like a month or so. It just it couldn't hold an audience. So it switched to free-to-play, and then to supplement its income, it started adding in in-game purchases to help keep it afloat. Uh, FF14 started doing this after launch as well. 
it launched. There were no in-game purchases. And then they said, we're going to let you buy uh, some mounts. And there's some services like changing servers and changing a name and changing a race and gender and all that stuff. And there are services like the catch-up mechanics. Like if you buy the game, you can buy max level so you can play with your friends. And WoW does this as well. Uh, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, because it's owned by Activision. Um, they, you know, they still have a monthly subscription. You can't do free to play with that game, but they still have like in-game purchases of you can buy mounts and you can buy uh, vanity items and you can buy you can literally buy gold in the game. The process by which they were adamantly opposed to because they thought it would screw up the economy. They now allow you to buy gold in game. And of course, all of this was done well after the game had launched. So people bought it thinking it'd be one thing, and they got something else later down the line. Right. And so, Activision is pretty much just adopting that with loot boxes now. They'll release a game, and it's no longer like we need to supplement the income. This is, we know we're going to add loot boxes eventually, but we don't want people to know that. So, we're going to release it without it at first, and then blindside and put it in. It's too late for them to return the game. It's too late for us to uh, edit the boxes. This is them saying, ha ha, we found the loophole. You can't do nothing about it. And the only thing that can be done about it to stop this practice is for the ESRB to say, if we print out the label that says you don't have in-game purchases, you cannot put in-game purchases in after the fact. You can't make that change anymore. If at any point you feel like during the development you might put in in in-game purchases, you have to let us know, and we'll make it known on the back of the box that in-game purchases might be coming down the line or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or I I guess ESRB can't really enforce that on any game, Uh, but maybe like lawmakers can say you can't do that. You can't blindside people like that. Right. Uh, But again, this is a matter of. The legal system has not caught up. It's not going as quickly as technology. And so technology mm-hmm. is always just a little bit ahead of the law, unfortunately. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Tib, what do you make of it? What do you make of loot boxes being added to a game post-launch? Well, first I'll say uh, we wouldn't call them loot boxes. We uh, Surprise mechanics. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. And, um, I, I I find that I I like surprises. You know, it's kind of oh. like it's kind of like Kinder eggs. I enjoy them. Yeah, I know a lot of other people enjoy them, and sure. they're quite yeah. fun. Yeah, and if you're going <laughs> to outlaw loot boxes, you have to outlaw Kinder eggs. So it's yes, only that's fair. Right. Mm-hmm. They yeah. started it. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, so. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, just mirroring that. Yeah, you know, it's 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 very shady. There's, I, I feel like it would be very hard to view it as anything other than that. You know, they're trying to like parcel it off as like one thing, and then after the fact, it's like, uh, well, we're gonna put this into. So yeah, it it it's. It's almost impossible to view it as any other thing than just like, just, just bad. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So yeah. having some kind of system where they have to have some kind of um, sticker, or whatever notification before you 
you buy a game like that, like they have to be more upfront with that, even after, or they have to like update it after launch. Yeah, that'd probably be a yeah a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they reprint, you know, game game cases after launch. It's not like, you know, it's going to be like like they 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 have second editions of games and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's not like the, it really is permanent like i mean the ones that were on the shelf already but they'll sell through eventually right and then the the reprints when they come out you know they'll have the 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 warning on the label so yeah in terms of what i think i i have to hand it to activate it is smart i mean like it is like a they, they must have talked to their lawyers and they must have said you know what could we do here to kind of uh you know what what can we do to maintain the attention off of us but still implement them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what can we do to, to, to continue this revenue stream but also kind of uh, not make a big deal out of it? And this was the solution that they came up with. And you're right, Sean uh, and, and Tim, like the only way that this is going to – this is, anything's going to change is if the ESA does anything because even – you know, even in, in – you know, on the internet and online, people are uh, some people are aware of it, but there's no there. It hasn't made as big of a sm- as a splash as you know Star Wars Battlefront Two has. You know, people aren't as uh, as outraged mostly because I think mostly because they already own the game, so they they feel maybe duped or yeah, I don't know. Like, well, I, th- like, I think with Star Wars Battlefront Two, the main issue was that it broke the cardinal rule of loot boxes which you cannot sell yeah, something that true. makes you better at the game uh, yeah. everyone's been like yeah, we don't like too. loot boxes we don't want them around but we will tolerate them so long as the content does not affect the gameplay that's true and Star that's Wars true. said no let's do that yeah it was Star Wars was just so blatant you mm-hmm. know and, and that I think that was the problem there you're right but I don't know. I, I just don't see as much of a commotion around. I, I, I see it as, as, you know, like in sports games, you know, how, like, loot boxes aren't really... Everybody's kind of... It's a given, you know? And I, I kind of see the same kind of reaction there where it, it's like, okay, well, it's an Activision game. Of course there's going to be loot boxes in there eventually. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, some people are still outraged about it, but I, I don't see the same kind of responses. And if they're going to be changed with the ESR, ESA... Well, there's going to be there. Has, some people have to speak up more loudly. I, I would think. Um, do I see this changing anytime soon? No, no. To be honest, uh, I, I see this continuing. I, I, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to do this with Modern Warfare. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. This is Activision we're talking about. They've done it twice before. They're going to do it again. Uh, yeah. and, and they will not stop until it proves to be uh, not as beneficial. And then they will find mm-hmm. some other underhanded evil way to continue putting yep. boxes in. Mm-hmm. That, that's how do long they'll this? do it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Do I see this happening in 2 game, 2K games? Yeah, totally. Yep. Do I well, see this happening in EA games? Yeah. I don't know about 2K games because they seem pretty upfront with their horribleness. Uh, remember last week at that yeah. 2K 2020 whatever nba game 2k yeah 20 yeah yeah with Mm -hmm. it had a literal casino in there like they they they've stopped caring they're they're daring you to do something but but i'm saying like something like something like if they made another bioshock you know what i'm saying oh 
You know, like they made it like another single player game, like that's catered toward hardcore audiences. I I could see that happening. You know, like they oh, you know, it's a new Bioshock, cool, and they they're not gonna not gonna they're they're definitely not gonna mess up the marketing for it, the build up to it. They're gonna do all the good press that they want to. Yes, great game. You know, they're the big daddies and the songbirds and whatever. And then when it's gone, when it's released, they go oh. You want another uh, big daddy? You want uh, another little sister? You're going to have to pay extra, you know? You want another yeah, uh, plasmid? Huh? <laughs> yeah, the, you, want, you want another plasmid or something? Like the, the, I could definitely see plasmid loose, loot boxes, you know, yeah. in-game currency for sure. I don't know if they'll in, ever in, do in loot boxes game. for something like a Bioshock. Like if they did like yeah. a Bioshock remaster, they released uh, the first one. I don't think they do loot boxes, but they would definitely do... Microtransactions. Uh, microtransactions. Yeah, you can buy yeah. resources. You can buy ammo. You can buy more. Yeah, of the, I can see that for sure. Hey, you can mm-hmm. buy more of the little sister goo. That way, you don't have to kill any of them. Exactly. But you That's get all thinking. of the benefits. Like, oh. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So I could see that. And then with Activision, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's Activision. Exactly. Uh, uh, and then the other one is Rockstar. Unfortunately, you know, I could see them. I could see the next GTA incorporating it somehow in single player you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like they oh. they yeah. uh, i mean they already have like shark cards yeah but isn't that multiplayer only uh yes i, th- I think so i guess i think it's only multiplayer. so you're talking like single player yeah i'm talking like in game like in single player yeah like in the world and in, oh. in the world that you're gonna have to, like some kind of in-game currency right Buy some more in-game currency. Buy some like like shark cards, but for the single player portion too. They why not? For single player probably wouldn't release shark cards, but they might release like uh, micro DLC, or it's like you can buy this car, you can buy yeah this outfit, this kind of. But thing. there's what I'm saying is there's so much content in the game already. Yeah. What's what's stopping them from just you know making a little more change here and there and, and making it available you know as as dlc so yeah uh i it's unfortunate but <laughs> it's it's an unfortunate part of the space right now and, and i don't i really don't see it going away in, in all doesn't truth mean we should so shouldn't fight to make it go away yeah that's true it's that's unlikely true. it will yeah. but i mean this whole practice came about because people made such a stink about loot boxes mm-hmm uh, right. this, that's true. The whole I, the whole reason they're having to be sneaky about it is because people were making such a big fuss about it, and we changed the mm-hmm. narrative about loot boxes. So make a fuss, mm-hmm. but don't expect it to mm-hmm. change overnight. Yeah. So here, here's a question for for our closing question of the week. I, do, when you are going to go buy out games you know in the future are you going to be more wary of certain kinds of games knowing that there could be loot boxes added in in the future so for instance like an activision game are you going to be more wary of activision games knowing that the company could very well put in loot boxes uh at some some point in the game's life cycle uh sean what about Um. you I don't know about. I, I guess it would. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I still look at a game first and foremost as the game before I look at the developers and then the publishers. Yeah. Um, but I would be more concerned about that if I were buying a multiplayer game. 
If I were buying a multiplayer game from like Activision, I'd be like, ah, uh, there's going to be microtransactions probably or mm-hmm. loot boxes, and I would have to weigh that against whether or not of how much I want to play that game. Because mm-hmm. if I'm like on the fence, if I'm on the fence and Activision's behind it, I'm going on to the fen- the other side where it says I don't buy the game. <laughs> if, if I'm so far on the in the I'm going to buy the game camp. Loot boxes on their own aren't going to kick me out of that camp, but they are a step backwards. Several mm. step backwards, but still. So no, I don't think I would necessarily look at games differently now because of this. I think loot boxes in general have already changed my perception of games. But I tend to yeah. usually buy a lot of indie games, and you don't get loot boxes with indie games. I'll say that. There's no loot boxes in Blasphemous. I can promise Not you that. Not yet. Yet, yeah. <laughs> They'll add some horrible thing in there. Tomorrow, some news, yeah. Loot boxes in blaf- Blasphemous, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get so disappointed. And Tim, uh, what about you? Do loot boxes, do post-launch loot boxes, uh, will they affect your purchase of Activision, Rockstar, you know, what have you, publisher? games in the future maybe to some extent but i guess i also i guess i was also thinking about it and usually the games i get um i guess i don't usually have many run-ins with loot boxes anyway um but mm-hmm. i don't know well, you're I, playing I guess Borderlands three so give it time <laughs> yeah no right <laughs> i know um I guess, I, I mean, yeah. I guess it depends on who the publisher is. Um, yeah. I guess to, to some extent, I probably would take that into consideration, um, and I'd at least look at the game and gauge how much I actually want it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, like with Borderlands, I, I did, I did quite want it. So, I, I mean, I didn't even mm-hmm. really consider that the possibility of there being like loot boxes and stuff but um it's, you know it's just it's just kind of about i mean you make you know you make your choices you gotta be yeah you gotta be careful do your research mm-hmm. um it's usually you know i i did pre-order it usually it's probably good not to do that way for people mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. their cases about it read reviews about it but um mm-hmm. yeah i you know i'm I'm usually pretty cautious about stuff, so I guess I'd probably, with this era of loot boxes, I might take some more precautions to to um, purchase, just depending on on devs. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I. So from what I'm getting from both of you is that, like, the game itself is really what's going to sell you on it. Like the possibility, the business models, and et cetera, et cetera, attached to them. Even if they are added in at a later date, they won't necessarily affect your purchase decision in the moment, right? In the moment, no, but they will influence yeah. my decision. Like, like Tim, I was I was very excited for Borderlands Three to come out once it was announced. Um, I was excited mm-hmm. for it to come out as soon as I finished Borderlands Two, and I had to yeah. wait nearly a decade for that. Um, <laughs> but each piece of subsequent news. Not even about the game itself. There was nothing I heard about the game that made me think, ah, I don't really want this game anymore. 
Yeah. But everything surrounding the game came out. I was like, I don't know if I yeah. want this. It's like, guys, please stop. Hmm. Just be, shut yeah. up, please. I want like this it, game. Like, the Epic Store thing on its own put me on the fence. And I, I was kind of, like, leaning left and right. And it was mm-hmm. just week after week, there'd be some news about Randy Pitchford and his USB drives or... 2K <laughs> destroying a man's livelihood with their goons. Yeah, I was yeah, just like, ah, back out the door yeah. here. And again, like I said, I will eventually cave and get the game on Steam. Yeah, there's a chance I might even get it sooner on Epic. Who knows? But mm-hmm. right now, I have resisted the urge so well that I can say I don't have an urge to buy it right away. Right. I'm, I've also been pretty uh, well stocked with other games. I've been playing, you know, Astral Chain and Blasphemous, so they've yeah. kept me occupied. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But so it's possible if there was like a gaming drought that I'd be like, oh, there's Borderlands Three out there, Just sort of mm-hmm. tapping at my window. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. wants to be let in. I, I, I can't yeah. say no to it yeah. anymore. There's a psycho outside yeah. your window with a buzzsaw, just tapping away. <laughs> oh my god! Tap tap. tap. He looks so cold out there. I just want to bring him inside. And my other brain's like, nope, don't open the door for him. Don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I'm in the same boat with you guys, actually. Like, as much as I I don't like loot boxes, you know, and and I don't like... For me, it breaks the immersion. You know, I don't want to be reminded of, you know, how poor I am (laughs) when I'm playing a game. Uh, so, so, uh, you know, it, it's like, like I'm thinking, like right now I'm thinking about The Last of Us Part Two, right? And like I really want to play that game, um, because I, I love that series and I love that franchise and I like and I love Naughty Dog, but like if they added in loot boxes, you know, at some point in time to that game, I, I wouldn't care as long as like the story with Ellie and Joel is fine and. You know the multiplayer is pretty much the same thing as it was in the original game. Like, it's yeah, it's kind of like Borderlands Three for you guys. You know, like the game is just so good. Like the the whole you know the gunplay and everything, like all the characters and everything attached to it. So like I I feel myself in the same regard. I I could really easily see myself in that same situation with Last of Us Part Two. So like the game is really what's going to sell me. And the business models are unfortunate, right? But at the end of the day, you know, we play games because we love games. You know, we love mm-hmm. a controller in our hands. We we don't play games because we're businessmen, you know. <laughs> We'd probably be bankrupt. <laughs> we probably won't have much money <laughs> if we were if we were in the business of video games, you know. So so uh yeah, I, I feel like I I will continue playing games just because I love being in these digital worlds and I love immersing myself and I love being transported to these places not necessarily because um i like spending money and i want to see a developer do well or a publisher do well i mean that sounds unfortunate to say but really i play games for games i don't really play them for the people who made them does that sound terrible you when you were (laughs) playing last of us 2 and you get into a situation where there's a whole bunch of clickers in in an area and you don't have any ammo, and you realize that the game has been tailored so you don't have enough ammo, and it's all of a sudden a pop-up comes up. It's like, would you like to buy some more rocks? You can buy some more rocks for 99 cents, or you could watch this ad for Nike. 
I mean, you know what? I'd be really frustrated, but I, I probably still wouldn't like buy. Like what I what I do is I probably just change like the difficulty to <laughs> put it like very easy or something like that. And then it says and that way I wouldn't have to, deal with it. to change the difficulty. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, I'd be really annoyed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think they do that. I mean, I hope they won't do that. I don't know. Jeez, oh, the world it's happened before. Darker. And darker. It's happened before, you know. So, would you like yeah. to fire your gun? But uh, <laughs> ten cents per bullet. Ten cents <laughs> One bullet, two bullet. I, Imagine if you like shooting a shotgun. I guarantee. I haven't played Borderlands Three. I guarantee there's a gun in there that makes fun of that, where you have to pay the end game money to shoot the gun. Each shot takes like uh-huh. a certain amount of money. All right. I know there's a gun in there that you have to obtain. I, I don't know if this is a spoiler. It's probably not a spoiler, but you can only obtain it by killing yourself. And, right? There's something like that. Yeah, and, um... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Borderlands 2. Yeah. Handsome I think Jacks. that's a recurring thing, no? Handsome Jack goes to a, a quest. He's like, hey, why don't you just go kill yourself? And you can do it, mm-hmm. and he just laughs at you. Yeah, and if you actually do it, he, they go like, you son of a bitch, you actually did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright, so that about wraps it up for our opinions on loot boxes on the 10th episode of KingCast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, I'm your host again, Dave Lozada. I'm joined with Sean Rabine and Tim Ronan. You can find Sean on Twitter at Gingerbread. You can find Tim on King Gamer, writing articles as usual. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye! Bye-bye.